Welcome to Where Parents Talk. My name is Leanne Castellino. Our guest today is a physiotherapist, epidemiologist, and professor in the Faculty of Kinesiology at the University of Calgary. She is a Canada Research Chair and Chair of the Sport Injury Prevention Research Centre, also at the University of Calgary. Dr. Carolyn Emery is the principal investigator of a study published in the Canadian Medical Association Journal in June of 2022. The study examined the impact of body checking experience with the risk of concussion among hockey players between 15 and 17 years old. Dr. Emery is also a mother of two, and she joins us today from Kootenai, BC. Thank you so much for making time. Thanks for having me, Leanne. I'd like to start by asking you, first of all, um, what was the objective of this study and why was it important to conduct? Yeah, thanks for that. So it's really important um, when you look at significant policy changes in youth sport um, that are aimed to reduce uh, the rates of concussion and, and injury, that there aren't any uh, other consequences of such a change that would be um, thought of as uh, adverse consequences. So for example, there's lots of conversation um, in the community of, of ice hockey around the elimination of body checking in certain age groups and certain levels of play, and potentially uh, the adverse effect that that could have or the unintended consequences that that could have for injury and concussion risk later on. So it was really important with uh, the opportunity to look at five years of data in uh, an older adolescent age group, so 15 to 17 year olds or the under 18 age group, to understand uh, the association between experience body checking in games, so number of years experience, uh, and risk of injury and concussion. And so in this particular study, we were actually able to demonstrate that delaying body checking to an older age, such as the 13, 14 year old age group, um, that there was not this unintended consequence of uh, actually uh, having higher rates of injury and concussion in an older age group. So we actually showed that those that had more body checking experience were actually at a higher risk of uh, injury and concussion. That is really interesting. And I, I wonder if we could sort of unpack a little bit uh, how you went about conducting this study. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, we have a validated uh, injury surveillance uh, program where uh, we collect information on exposure, so the number of hours of participation of players in games and practices, uh, as well as uh, injury and concussion information. Uh, all of the kids who uh, sustain a suspected concussion as identified by a therapist that is working out in the community um, would then be assessed by one of our study sport medicine physicians so we can uh, diagnose concussion. And so we're able to um, collect the information around uh, their exposure to risk, their injuries and concussions, as well as other risk factors um, for injury. And when we can control for all of those things, we can ask very specific questions about certain risk factors. And in this case, the focus being on experience body checking and the risk of injury and concussion. 
So let me ask you, what, if anything, surprised you about these findings as somebody who has been on the front lines of this kind of research as it relates to injury prevention among youth for a long time? What, if anything, um, struck you? Well, I think what was really striking um, is that even when you control for uh, the level of play, uh, participation, the division that, that they're in, um, as well as their previous injury history and concussion history, um, that actually um, the, uh, the magnitude of the effect was really significant. So we're looking at uh, a greater than twofold uh, increased risk of concussion and injury in those players that had three or more years of body checking experience even when we control for those other factors. So it was really, I think, the, the magnitude of, of that increased risk that was uh, surprising and particularly in light of so many people in the community um, believing that um, actually uh, lower um, number of years of, of experience might actually have a, a negative effect and, and might have actually uh, increased the risk of uh, injury and concussion. So I think that uh, that it was really about the magnitude of the finding that was uh, that was a, a bit of a surprise uh, to me. So let me ask you this. Um, you had mentioned that the study looked at five years of data. Um, there are more than 70,000 um, kids between 15 and 17 years old playing hockey and, and registered as hockey players in Canada. What would be your message to parents based on the findings of this study and everything else that we know about uh, concussions and, and sort of injury prevention as it relates to hockey? What would be your message to parents in terms of what they should be mindful of as a key takeaway resulting from this study? Well, I think that it's really important um, to realize, and particularly in this uh, organization, we look at Hockey Canada. Um, they really care about their players. They have a focus on safety. They have a focus on keeping kids in the game. And so uh, they continue uh, to want to work with researchers uh, and, and groups such as the Sport Injury Prevention Research Centre to make sure that they are making the right choices um, for their membership, and particularly for kids. So I think that um, just the fact that, uh, you know, Hockey Canada and provincial organizations um, are working very hard to make sure that they're making evidence-informed decisions uh, for their players. And, and so to be patient, um, if you have a child who's 11 or 12 and you're anxious for them to be in a body checking league, um, and uh, before they before they turn 13, there's lots of opportunities within training programs, within practices to develop the skills of body checking prior to being um, introduced to body checking in games. So I think that uh, particularly with uh, with parents who have kids who are very talented, it can sometimes um, you know require patience uh, because your you know your child will have opportunities to really develop. Um, their skills across um, across all components of the game, and uh, really be ready um, when body checking is introduced at an older age group and in more elite levels of play. So along those very lines, Dr. Emery, what do you say to uh, parents and others who say, you know what, body checking is just part of a contact sport, um, how to take a hit, how to receive a hit, that just is par for the course. Um, and, you know, we should just go on um, uh, with that in mind. Like, what would you say to them in terms of maybe trying to shift or influence their thinking uh, based on the, the findings of this study? 
Well, I think that uh, as parents, and I was uh, a parent of two hockey players and coached, and uh, certainly we like to see our, our kids succeed. And, um, and certainly there's lots of opportunities for our kids to be involved in programs all year round uh, in, in ice hockey now. And, and I think that, uh, you know, really one of the key messages is the most important thing is that you know your child has the opportunity to participate in sport uh, and that your child will continue to be able to participate in sport um, throughout their lifetime. And, uh, and I think that that's more important than really um, thinking about perhaps the um, very, very small percentage of, of kids that are gonna go on to uh, be, and we just came out of uh, standing club cup playoffs and you know it's really a small number of kids who are going to um, first of all um, survive and uh, when I say survive be survivors they're they're they they are uh, able to avoid significant injury or career-ending injury um, at a young age and they they make it to that level that's a small number more importantly is that those kids continue to love the sport when they're well into their adulthood and uh, and I think that that's that's a really important factor um, to, to be thinking about. Um, and, and really what we can do as parents is, um, is really to support our players uh, to, um, to be successful, to be on the ice, to do the right thing if we think they may have uh, sustained a concussion. Uh, not be pushing to get them back on the ice quickly, um, but to make sure that actually, if there's a suspected concussion, that they uh, they don't go back to play, um, that they seek uh, medical advice, uh, and that they uh, are um, able to go through a, an appropriate return to play strategy so that they can keep playing the game and they're not at an increased risk of a recurrent concussion. And long-term consequences of concussion uh, that can occur. And so um, I think so, those are some of the pieces as a parent that are, are really critical um, to consider uh, with our kids who are participating in high-risk concussion sport. Absolutely. Uh, certainly very important messages for parents to keep in mind. And, you know, a lot of people just get sucked into, you know, my kid's going to be the next Sidney Crosby or whatever it is. And sometimes it's hard to sort of harness that and, and stand back and look at the bigger picture. You had mentioned earlier on about the importance of, of research such as this study in helping shape policy potentially. From a policymaking perspective, what do you hope that the results and findings of this particular study will lead to and yield down the road? Yeah, that's a great question, uh, Leanne. I think that a lot of people in the community felt that, you know, the discussion was over. We demonstrated this fourfold greater risk of concussion in leagues uh, of kids who are 11 and 12. Um, in terms of uh, an increased risk of concussion. And, um, and I think that, um, you know, the, the right decision was made. But I also think it continues to be incredibly important to continue to ask the questions as to what impact that decision has made in subsequent years. So while we have now in many jurisdictions, uh, kids who are in non-elite levels of play, and we're talking still 70% of kids who are playing in, um, in ice hockey, um, who, who I would say are in the non-elite levels of play ages 13 to 17, that are not exposed to body checking in games, and 30% that are. And that's not across all provinces, but I think that uh, we continue to inform decisions at provincial and at regional levels. 
and we continue to reassure the community that this was the right choice to make uh, around body checking policy based on the evidence and uh, and the other you know other other I guess uh, side uh, note would be to say that. We have some evidence actually just published in another paper this week uh, by one of our PhD students, Ash Kolstad. Um, he was interested in offensive performance, so did a lot of video analysis um, and actually demonstrates that the delay of, of body checking to older age groups doesn't have a negative impact on performance. In fact, we may be seeing um, you know, more completed passes and, um, and, uh, and changes offensively uh, around performance that are very positive for, this, for the game and for skill development. And so asking those questions that are important to the sport community is really critical. And, uh, and considering the evidence and in, in policy and going forward is it continues to be important. So on that note, how far away do you think that we are from removing body checking entirely from uh, minor or youth hockey in this country? Well, I don't think that um, that will ever happen. Uh, I think that, um, you know, we're never going to see um, a Stanley Cup or, um, uh, you know, um, a high level of the international game without um, body checking as, as a component of the game. So therefore, it is important that, uh, that kids um, that are in that uh, elite group um, as they uh, reach um, the appropriate ages uh, to be um, introduced to body checking, not just in games or not just, sorry, in uh, training and practices, but also that they have that experience in games as they get towards the elite level of the game. I think that um, even when you watch, um, you know, when, when we're watching uh, the playoffs, um, I would say that, um, you know, body checking may feature a little bit less. You see, um, I mean, the, the skill, the skills that you see now um, compared to 10 years ago. Um, I mean, it's, it's incredible to watch and the very young, young players on the ice. And, and I think that, um, you know, there's other uh, focus areas for development that are really critical um, to the game. And it's, it's about the right time and right level of play for which body checking should be um, potentially uh, introduced. And I think we, we're having the same conversations in tackle football and in rugby around the tackle. What's the appropriate age and experience um, to which um, we can, uh, we can um, minimize the risk of concussions and injuries in, in a sport that is a collision sport. So on that note, is there a tipping point in your estimation with respect to the number of concussions and sort of preventable injuries that are occurring through these various sports? We're focusing on hockey right now with respect to this particular study, but is there a tipping point that needs to be reached um, in terms of the number of injuries that are sustained before there is real consideration given to removing contact um, at, this, at these younger levels? Yeah, I think it's a, a really uh, great question. And because I would say that I mean, concussions are unique and uh, they're individual. And uh, in, in sport medicine uh, world, very often people say, if you've seen one concussion, you've seen one concussion. Um, they, are, uh, they are very unique and different. And, um, and so um, it's back to even the in, on an individual level, how many concussions is too many 
right? So, yeah. and I think that is an individual decision um, to be made between a, a child, a, a physician um, in this country and, um, and a parent uh, around, around uh, that, that decision at an individual level. I think at a, uh, at a league level um, that actually we've come a long way and, um, and we continue to, uh, uh, in, in the sport of hockey, um, uh, develop the skills of body checking in, uh, in, in practices where actually the rates of concussion are quite low, even when body checking is introduced. So, um, so I think that we can develop the players um, that uh, will have potential to play at, at that high level of the game. And, uh, and so uh, I think that, uh, you know, we continue to do the work that will help to inform the best decisions um, for kids and offer them more opportunities uh, to play at a competitive level where there is not body checking in the game. And, and I think that, uh, you know, ultimately most of these kids are gonna go on to play in, uh, in adult recreational leagues. And so if that's what we're preparing them for, um, we really want them to have fun in the game. So, Absolutely. Now, the Sport Injury Prevention Research Center at the University of Calgary, uh, an organization that you're affiliated with, is supported by the International Olympic Committee. And the center is striving for a 25% decrease in injuries across youth, sport, and recreational activities by 2025. I'm curious, where are you along that timeline? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, some of my colleagues would say it was a lofty goal, but mm -hmm. we've done it before. Um, and uh, I think we could say that in Alberta, we've, uh, we've seen a 20% uh, reduction by uh, 2020 across multiple sports and the studies that we're working on um, uh, in school sports and in community sports. So um, certainly uh, I, I would uh, say it's always good to uh, keep the bar high. And I think we've shown again and again that we're reaching that bar in many different sports and in schools with different strategies around policy, laws, and rules of the game, around training programs such as neuromuscular training, uh, warm-up programs in, in team sports and in schools, um, as well as equipment uh, recommendations and equipment strategies. So across multiple targets for prevention, I think we've shown we've had a huge impact and we continue to uh, ensure um, that the optimal uh, education and protocols uh, for concussion management are available in all contexts of sport for youth, because we also want to make sure that we continue to prevent um, the high risk of recurrent concussion or a second concussion or third concussion, uh, as well as um, the longer term consequences in some kids who endure symptoms for months. Certainly an incredibly important study, uh, important findings as well. Dr. Carolyn Emery, who is a Canada Research Chair and Chair of the Sport Injury Research Prevention Centre at the University of Calgary. Thank you so much for your time and your perspective today. Thanks so much for having me, Leanne.